you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A dot com. David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. Available as always on iTunes, Stitcher, and NFL.com slash Sheck. S-H-E-K, Sheck, Sheck, Sheck. Another week. Another month's worth, at least, of stuff to talk about. As it pertains to pro football, let's dig into it now in just a little bit. Future Hall of Famer, uh, future Hall of Fame human being as well, I, I dare say. He's one of our favorites when he comes into Studio 66 here. It's Ladanian Tomlinson. He'll be along in a matter of moments. He's feeling pretty good. Last I t- saw him in the hallway about a week ago, he's a huge NBA fan, and you know that if he's ever, if you've ever listened to this podcast. He loves kibitz and about, uh, about pro round ball. Um, he was down in the dumps because he loves them Rockets, and he said he was. I, I'll ask him about it. But he said like, Dave, Kevin McHale. I just don't know if he can coach, you know. And uh, now his Rockets are on to the conference finals. So we'll talk to our NBA expert Ladanian Tomlinson about this, that, and the other. In the meantime, let's break down some pro football action with the man seated to my immediate left, all the way from London, England. He's feeling good, too, now that uh, his QB is in the fold long-term. It's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. Hello, Handsome. How are you? I'm very well indeed. Thank you, Dave. For a second there, I thought you were predicting me going to Canton uh, when you oh. talked about future Hall of Fame. Oh. But yeah. then I then... It's unlikely. It is it's, unlikely. At I don't want to be, but I still harbor some hopes. And you, for a second, you 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 help those flare up. And, and for a second, there, Dave, I thought you were introducing me when you said NBA expert. Ah, <sighs> uh, black tie behind the glass. Only in your mind, black tie, yes. and on your Twitter account. Are you uh, yeah. are you an NBA <laughs> expert? That's a word. Talking that's a word to matters. no one. <laughs> 
providing counsel to Doc Rivers and the rest as they're in the midst of, uh, of coaching the game. They're unlikely to be checking their Twitters to, to see what uh, Black Tie has to offer up. All right, so let's start there, Black Tie. Lots to get to. I mean, uh, Black Tie. Handsome Hank, I should say. Um, I have got a tan at the moment, so I understand. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, still, uh, still feeling uh, good about your trip south of the border, eh? Mexico. That's right. Down Mexico way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had uh, Honey Badger in here last Friday, and wow. he was a, he was a delightful fella. And there's a video, I believe, up at NFL.com right now, or perhaps even two. He was a fun guy to to yap with, so we did a couple different things. One question I asked him, handsome, is one that you asked me mm-hmm. about 10 minutes before I headed up to Studio 66 to kibitz with uh, with the Honey Badger. By the way, I, I did ask him, do you mind if I call you Honey Badger? And he was lukewarm on the idea. Right. But, you know, then we got into it a little bit. I don't bit. know. So he, so Honey Badger, I know you're aware, and but and I, maybe the listener is as well, but Honey Badgers are lethal little animals. They live in Africa, and they're apparently scared of nothing. They Their, their first goal is... Is like they they don't care if there's a lion there. Do you know? Do you know this this whole thing? What honey badgers are? They, but they go straight for the testes of of an, an animal because they're smart. They're like, I, I yeah, I'm smaller than a lion, but if I hit them where it hurts, then whatever. I feel like that's a good nickname for him. But if your name is Tyron, I would have thought Tyrannosaurus Rex would be a better nickname for you and it would make more sense within the context except of ironic name. yeah you're right but he's but a he's small, small guy rather than big but i i i wouldn't let that worry me at all i thought we were going down a road of honey badger facts well i i i, I was i started going there it's an interesting but then guy. like as dangerous as a as a honey badger can be and they have this like pound resiliency pound. Yeah. and pound for pound whatever the tyrannosaurus rex is like the greatest carnivore in the history of uh, you know for defensive players, I've I've pointed this out on Twitter before, but there's it gets me going every day, every Sunday, or probably much every day of the year. An NFL player will post a picture of a lion with like mate coming out of its mouth and it's pounding along, looking strong, and it'll be like ready to crush the day or whatever NFL players like to put on Twitter. But the truth is, lions spend 19 hours a day asleep, Napping. three hours a right. day making love with their wives, and an hour a day. Eating food that their really? wives, their wives, <laughs> their wives have dragged hurt. home. The lions do eat. the three-hour lovemaking session. Well, no, I'm, like I'm, sting. <laughs> They're like a tantric no, 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 no. beast. No tantric. No, what I mean is like it, like ten minutes at a time for three hours a day. Oh, yeah. I see. In between sleep, that's a different kind yes. of achievement. Yeah, and not one to never not one to brag about so much. But but NFL players love to put pictures of lions up, where actually lions are like, yeah, okay, they've got sharp teeth and everything, but they're kind of lazy and certainly not something I would model my self if I was trying to tell you just they are down a for a fight man. though you know when it comes to protecting territory and all that lions are my favorite animals so you know <laughs> <laughs> you're you're a such a front man. runner. You're such a front runner. Yeah, well, Why would a lion possible? be your favorite I mean, animal? They're called the king of the jungle. You can't be more front running the, than being the lion. That's the you ultimate front runner animal choice. Well, I mean, you guys are recording a podcast right now with the Seahawks helmet on, my Seahawks helmet on there. But I, I have make no shame in my front running. However, it's because of the Lion King, man. That's why lions are my favorite. <laughs> All right, terrific. <laughs> a wildly popular movie. That doesn't really make you. Any less of no, a not a well. It's the best movie ever made. Lion King. Yes, is the best movie ever made. Best thing ever made in human existence. Please turn your microphone. No. Now listen. Back to serious business. Yes. I think a honey badger. You couldn't name a team 
honey, honey badgers. badgers. It's weird. The yeah. honey badgers, plus there are already badgers, but, you know, the Wisconsin badgers. But that is a great subject. If you get a franchise, let's say one of these teams moves to Los Angeles to be or a, a pro team. Or London. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to be, they don't want to lean on the old name. Yep. In L.A., of course, that's one of the oldest things mm-hmm. that's true. And it is true that the Lakers, even though there are no lakes in L.A., they stay, stay the Lakers, the Brooklyn Dodgers. Trolley Dodgers is the yep. origin of that name. And yet there are no trolleys driving the street, riding the streets of L.A. Nonetheless, they are the Dodgers and so on. Um, but if they blew it up and they said, we have to come up with a whole new beast identity. It has to be a beast. Well, let's start there. Okay. Because I've laid out the animals that you have to avoid. There, there, there are animals that are so loathsome out there in the animal kingdom that they can't, you can't name your team after them, even though they do nasty things, like the tapeworm. You couldn't be yeah. the Los Angeles tapeworms. Yeah. That's, it's too repellent. The bacteria. The rats, yes. Right. Yeah, that would be, yeah, the, the bacteria would be bad. One that I'm on the fence about, wasps. Because uh. everybody hates a wasp. Mm-hmm. But then again, snakes are loathsome too, and Arizona is the Diamondbacks. Right, but snakes, wasps are annoying, and they but and they they induce fear in people. But they are easily dealt with with a newspaper or the sole of your shoe. Oh, uh, I disagree with you on that. I, you you sound brave. I don't. I've, I'd like to see you in action. I've done it many times. Oh, I I I fear them. I don't like that. They're 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 some unholy tear concocted in in the in the middle of the earth where it's fiery by by uh, the devil and 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 his henchmen. Those what goes on with that creature? The way it's uh, proportioned, that pointy tail thing that hangs casually off the backside, and the way they fly and they go after you. They're not. They these ain't bees now. They, they, go, they go at these wasps. I have, a, I, have, I have another true NFL story to tell you about NFL players and wasps. Ooh. So in uh, ni- my first ever thing working with the NFL was 1993. Can you imagine that? I was just mm. a young boy of You of seem 16. like you would be minus four. Then. I was yeah. 16 years old, and the New York Giants and San Diego Chargers came and played in Berlin, Germany, uh, one of the preseason games they used to play, American Bowls. And it was great. It was all these, all the you know, Junior Seau was playing for the for the Chargers. The Giants were. It was actually the year that the Chargers wound up in the Super Bowl. The Giants had Dave Brown, the great Dave Brown at quarterback. You remember him? <laughs> um, and you know, not not a memorable. It was actually Michael Strahan's rookie season. Anyway, teams on the field. There's a great, massive um, uh, practice f- facility there that they were using. But there were a lot of wasps uh, around, like uh, trash cans there, because they've been throwing Gatorade in. And European wasps are pretty aggressive because there is only summer for like two months. So when if you're a wasp in Europe, you need to make your money when you can and eat as much sticky stuff as you can and do all the waspy type things, sting people, whatever else. So it was my first time seeing NFL players in the flesh. It was very exciting. But what I hadn't banked on was that NFL players like you and like me as well are terrified of wasps and sure. being stung by them. So you would have Michael Strahan, you know, gigantic human being who would be like, oh, my God, there's a wasp and running around. <laughs> and it was just for me, I couldn't quite compute in my brain that these were huge football players and also um, terrified of wasps. And they were all <laughs> because there were so many wasps there. They were all running around. Going, oh, there's a wasp. There's a wasp. Oh, the video of that would be sublime yeah. to have that. The mighty New York football giants right. running around in mass away from a wasp. But so, all right, maybe a wasp would be a good creature because, as you say, the Even defining characteristic have... is that they're terrifying. Right. 
Um, which, or at least, you know, Honey Badger, maybe that would have been a good one for him. Wasp, he's small, mm -hmm. but he terrifying. Yep. You, couldn't do, tail. you couldn't do the cockroaches. Nobody wants to be that. Nope. You know, any kind of rodent really mm -hmm. won't, won't make it. Um, a good one, though, is rhinos. And I I've like said this rhinos. before. If you did it in L.A., then you get the wordplay, the, the double meaning, because so many people have, have had... No, have had rhinoplasty. Oh, I see. Sorry. So it's like a, it's a tip of the hat to right. all those people, like to Courtney Cox and everything. Not winos. Not winos. No. Oh, okay. No. Uh, That'd like, be a tip actually, of the hat to me. Yeah, I would go with hippos. Hippos are bad tempered. <laughs> but the problem is that hippo plural, if you go with hippopotamus, is a little long. Hippopotami, I think, is the plural. Yeah, but it's Potamus. like knickerbockers. Nobody right. calls them that but me. Right. You know, they're just the Knicks. So right. it'd be just like the, the hippos. LA, the L.A. hippos. Um, all right, so we've done some good work in this area. You mentioned the lion, by the way. Mm -hmm. I asked one of my favorite recurring questions of Honey Badger, what is the uh, if you can only eat the flesh of one beast for the rest of your life? and never eat any other beast, which would it be? His answer, the lion. The lion. Well, that's, he's a honey badger. But what was the other question you said you had? Oh. Uh, I interrupted you about 15 minutes ago. Well, you had asked me as yes. I was heading up to the studio, and, uh, and that is, if you could have one of these three service jobs, dangerous ones, fireman, policeman, um, Ambulance driver. What's what is paramedic? The, what, we, paramedic. Paramedic. We, we struggled with that one. Which would it be? He went paramedic. I disagree. I think fireman's the way. I like fireman. There is something. Uh, that's where I would go. There's something. Like firemen are always good guys. It feels like. You yeah. You know, all three require a certain amount of courage. Right. Um, but I think the firemen, first of all, they're all sex symbols. I think uh, yeah, we would that, all you and I brave would, them. We were, I mean, it, it kind of would just, Natural add, it fit. Would just add to us. Fire, yeah. yeah. The firefighting shows us, not the other way right. around. <laughs> exactly. Is, is the way that would go. Um, but fascinating. So you go fireman. I as would well. go fireman as well. Well, look who's walking in right now into Studio 66. I can't wait to get his opinion on this and many other Absolutely. important subjects. Here he is, everybody. Get him his headset, would you please, Black Tie? What's a, what gives here? Is he? Is that thing on? It's one of our favorites. We were just talking about him a moment ago, and now he is here in the flesh, number 21 of the San Diego Chargers, and a little detour to the Jets, and then retire to Charger, Ladanian Tomlinson. What's the poop, fella? The Rockets are the poop. Yeah, I know that they're the poop. You're feeling good, but... What happened a week ago when I saw you in the hallway, and I said, "What what's going on with your team? Uh, I wasn't very optimistic no, at indeed. that point. They were down 3-1, and, you know, I figured we will win game five. But game six, L.A. has to win that game. Sure. That's the it game. Was... That's the token game that you go back home and you take care of the series and end it. I was shocked that they, they lost by double digits. It was it was really surreal because you know football baby we're doing the sleep training right now back at my house so there was a minute to go in the third quarter and they and they were up 19 were the Clippers I walked away and I came back in and it was a 12 point game and it was mildly interesting wow though so they shaved this one down and in the blink of an eye it was six and then suddenly then uh, what was it Brewer hits the I, three I and they're up three it's like what happened here I have a confession I was so upset <laughs> <laughs> they were down by 19 I went to sleep I went, no way. I went to sleep cuz I didn't want to see the season end I didn't want to see it end and so I went to sleep and you know you get up in the morning and check your phone I went straight to the you know the app to check my phone and see who won and I could I had to do a double take 
I couldn't. I said, "Is that Houston? Did they really win? <laughs> Unbelievable!" So That's I went crazy. back and watched. So you went back and watched it. it. I went back, had to watch it, right, and see how it happened. I'm fascinated. I was just talking with someone else around here. I was talking to Curtis Conway of the Bears, and I, I you know, to a fan, it's to me, it's intriguing how professional athletes, you know. I think once you get to the pros, you probably have been conditioned from a pretty early age that you're the best. Are you, LT, were you ever not the best player in junior high, high school, or college? Uh, no. You were always the best. Yeah. It's not immodest to say that. That is likely yeah, I mean, for anybody. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, there was one point, actually, um, where I had just broken my ankle. I was in the sixth grade, and um, – after I got out of my cast, I lost a lot of my speed. And so that first year back playing football, I didn't start. You know, I, I you know, I just kind of rolled the bench. And uh, guys were older than me, but I still always played with older guys. I, I was still able to start. And that was the only time where, you know, I lacked confidence. You know, I, I, I doubted myself a little bit. Granted, I was only, you know, I don't know, sixth Twelve, grade or so. Yeah. Sixth grade, yeah, yeah. Sixth grade, but – that was the only time. Well, I, I guess it's interesting because the the identifying NFL or any other professional league is you always hear play, well, it's a business. You realize it's a business at some point. Is it because, to some degree, you've ne- you never got booed, probably. You never heard a bad word about LaDainian Tomlinson until the NFL. Then suddenly people, you're like, what? what's going on? Nobody's ever criticized me before. Is that a weird trip? for random media people and fans even to sort of be coming after you in a negative way? Um, no, actually not really because uh, the town I grew up in, in Waco, um, there were a lot of, you got to imagine, think about it, parents that wanted their, their sons to play. And I was playing in front of older guys mm-hmm. when I was in high school. And so those parents were, he's not that. <laughs> Why are you playing him? He's not that good. That good. Why is he even in the game? You know? And even even when I received my scholarship, I heard talks about, I don't know why he, he got a scholarship. He's not going to be any good at TCU. Hmm. I don't know what they're doing. But where do you hear that from? What, on the radio the, or in no, the – just in, from In the neighborhood. People, right. You know, guys in the neighborhood, you know, you hear about it. Hmm. And so that's the first, you know, sign of, I guess, criticism that you hear growing up from your own people. Right. And so obviously um, in college – not really. Yeah, I, I think you're right. In college, never heard a bad word. You know, never heard any negativity or any any fan any media on you know players in college. Not like it is today. You know, the Jameis Winston thing. Yeah, that's that true. Happen, yeah, it's a, it's you know, a different thing then. now. It's different. Well, I, I mean, because it it's I, you know I like to talk to you and. Uh, uh, Curtis Conway, and to, to some degree, it's a product of that we're all talking pro football, so it's fun to talk about NBA or to talk about movies or whatever else. Um, but do you love to catch up with as a fan? The guys who reach the highest level, I have always said there's an inverse relationship between schnooks like me who can't do it then you know, live vicariously through the pro teams but the pro athletes are kind of they, you, uh, people seem more intrigued by the other sports. Do you love to catch up with Dwight Howard and James Harden, do you know those guys? Do you, do you, are you fans of theirs as we are of, you know, pro football players? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I am fans of them. But, um, you know, guys that I, I typically get, get to know are guys like Mo Williams. Mo is a good friend of mine. 
um, Jason Maxill, you know, because we work out at the same gym. Um, just recently met LaMarcus Aldrich, who, mm. who work out in the same sure. gym. And so that's how you get the conversation started and, you know, you become fans. Well, I'm already a fan of basketball, but you really get the insight mm-hmm. of what's going on in the basketball world. As same as, as baseball guys, like meeting Chris Davis, he works out at the same gym. That guy can lift some weights now. He's pretty <laughs> strong. He's, he's cock strong. I see why he hits so many home runs. Well, you know, it's funny, too. I heard Michael Irvin is now trying to recruit DeAndre Jordan to the Mavericks. Wow. Are you going to try and recruit anybody to the Houston Rockets? No, we're good. We don't don't need anybody. You really feel that? By the way, I said this, uh, you know, I was being snarky to Lakers fans. I wonder if Lakers fans and Kobe continue to think that it was all Dwight Howard's fault as Dwight moves on to the conference finals. What do you think about that? What do you think about this one-two punch? James Harden, Dwight Howard. Is it enough to pose any legitimate challenge? Uh, Absolutely it is. The way Dwight Howard is playing, it seems as – he has returned to to his old form, the way he used to play. Mm-hmm. I want to say he's averaging a double double double. I mean, as a center, that's huge for for a basketball team. I think, you know, the the one area where I see Dwight has improved the most is in this low post game. Like he is really. You can isolate him now, and people laugh about that, and he wants it, and he's not good enough to to turn hook receive that. But yeah, he is dangerous, and, and that's now, because though. of Hakeem Olajuwon the influence that Akeem has had on him in Houston. But to go back to your, your previous point, I do think we can add one person. I would love to get Rondo. I, I would Ooh, love to have Rondo. Oh, I can't. In the state of Texas? Yeah. Cross-state rival hey. Mavericks had a miserable the experience The Mavericks didn't do him right. Yeah. Mavericks didn't do, do him right. He didn't see eye to eye with the coach in Dallas. And, you know, I think in Houston – He'll have more control over the offense and run things the way Rondo wants to run things. What goes on with that? I know that's a pretty rudimentary kind of question, but Rondo's so dynamite with Doc Rivers for all those years in Boston. But then he goes to Dallas. People, a lot of people at the time said, "Oh, this is you know this is going to be season altering in a good way for them." But then he just doesn't get along. Did you ever have that experience personally? I find it hard to believe, given the, the you know the way you comport yourself. But who was there ever a guy who's like, well, that, he's great, except what if you put him on this coach's team, boy, he's they're 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 just gonna butt heads and beat. T- I mean, how could Rondo be this gar- such garbage I, for the Mavericks and still be valuable to some other team at this point? Well, it's about trust uh, for, for the player, and I don't know if he ever had to trust in Dallas because. Rondo has been used to running his own thing. He's been used to running the offense, not looking at the sideline every play like the Oregon Ducks to get the play. Hmm. You know, he's been, <laughs> let me do this. I'm the point guard. I'm going to do it how I want to do it. I know what's going on out here, much like LeBron James does. Smart, intelligent players can handle calling their own plays without looking toward the sideline and seeing a fish and a and a tree and, and realizing what the play is. LT, I would say this, though. There were people that knocked on Ronda for saying that he was a selfish assist maker. Like, he would essentially give up layups and shots just to get the assist, and he's the kind of guy who would hold the ball for 18 seconds, not give it up to get a hockey assist, but to hold it for 18 to get the assist because he kept racking up assists. What about that, though? If you if you put Ronda on the Rockets, you're taking the ball out of, out of Harden's hands. No, I think they both can coexist because a lot of times – we know James is going to bring the ball up anyway. Whenever he wants to start the offense, he's going to bring the ball up. I think having Rondo would actually help Dwight Howard so much. You know, 
I think the the lobs that we're seeing right now with the Rockets that would increase that. with Rondo. Yeah, it, you know it would help Dwight, but it might hurt Harden. That's a, that's a tricky thing, right? Well, but if, think about it. Think, remember who Harden came in with? He, he played with Westbrook. That's you know, as a guy that had to dominate the basketball, and then you had Kevin Durant as well. So I think he, you know, he he's at a point where I think he can, he believes that he can work with a guy like Rondo. That's an interesting thought. And you know what else I find striking is, and you could have said this about the last round of the West specifically, that the Clippers, the Rockets, the Grizz, and yeah. Golden State, who are these teams? You know, the the nouveau riche, you know, of uh, of the West. But now your final four in the whole NBA, think who's winning the title. One, The Rockets are the only team in our lives that have won a title. Yeah. And it was forever ago, pretty much. That's that's the closest we are to a to a title. They're playing Golden State. I don't. I, I'm trying to even think when they won seventy seventy six or something. I was gonna. You know what? Good. I was gonna say seventy seven. But you're. I think you're probably because seventy seven. I think is the Trailblazers. Very good pull if you're right on that one, LT. Um, and yeah, then you have the Cavs who've never done it, and you have uh, the Hawks who've never done it. Wow. How, how's the stat? This is the first final since '98 that wouldn't have Tim Duncan, Wade, or Kobe Bryant. Wow. That's something. Yeah. Wow. What do you think? Who's So who's going to try and remove the fandom and see if you can give a clear-minded uh, prediction here? What's your final, and then who's going to win it? Yeah, you know, as much as I like my Rockets, I have to be a, a realist in what I see. I just think it's too it's going to be too tough to stop Golden State. They spread the floor so well. They shoot it so well. And they play efficient defense, you know. And, and so – that couple together is a recipe to, to win in the West. I, I think they'll win it. And I see Cleveland. I, I just don't see how you beat LeBron James four times. That's right. Especially with the way Kyrie Irving is, is, is playing, even though he's been banged up. I think this time off has, has obviously been good for him. He's going to be more healthy. The other factor is, and people like to talk about it in generalities, but then when it starts to happen, people – uh, there's at least a segment of the population that's watching that doesn't seem to grasp what they're looking at. What LeBron's teams do, and he is obviously the centerpiece of doing this, is when LeBron dictates to his team, boys, let's turn it up defensively, He that their teams become dynamite, and I just think that they're going to be able to make it hard enough on the Hawks to, to score, to keep up in terms of points. Like you say, Kyrie... Is he's there? He's the guy who's going to fill it up for them. LeBron's going to get near triple double all the time. But what LeBron does when he decides to dominate at the defensive end, I don't know how many teams can respond to that. Obviously, look at all the finals. And see, people, you know, people that, you know, sometimes the experts in basketball, they they think they look at the season series and all the Hawks season series. But it's totally different. You're now game planning every single game. And, and and when you when you really study what a team does, it changes the game because the team now has to adjust to what you already know that they can do. In the regular season, you're playing back-to-back nights. You don't have time to prepare for a lot of these teams. That's why I think it's going to be totally different series from what the regular season uh, transpired. Well, you talk, I, or I mentioned the defense that we'll see in the Eastern Conference, and I agree with you that that's why the Cavs will get it done. The lack of defense is why Golden State's going to get it done. Who's going to check uh, the the backcourt duo 
for uh, for the Dubs. There's that the, the yeah, Rockets are not going to. Jason Terry is is the, is the starting guard right now, and that's oh, not man, a good matchup. I'm, I'm just that's not a good matchup. <laughs> Steph Curry. Yeah, 47-year-old Jason Terry trying to chase one of those two guys. I'll ask LT this where he has to leave here for fancy TA, as you would say, Shaq. Um, Steph Curry, obviously, going up against your Rockets. By far, I think, is the most exciting player to watch in the NBA. Who do you think is the most exciting player in all of sports to watch? I mean, NFL, you have Beckham, you have Russell Wilson, great escape from Sacks. What about you? Who do you think is the most exciting athlete to watch? Man, that's a good one. That, that's a good one. Do NFL. Um, this is an NFL show, after all. Do NFL. Oh, no. It, well, you just made it, the declaration anyway, Black well, I know guy. I did, but I just opened it up to all sports. Blake Griffin, by the way, you should get a mention for exciting. Obviously, he's, if nothing yeah. else, fun to watch. He's not clinical in the post, though. That's, right. Exactly. Yeah. That's a, well, who said clinical? You just well, said exciting. There's nothing that well, clinical, yeah, by if, definition, if, isn't exciting. You have, oh, by the way, I was at the game six that they lost, and I saw that layup, that 360 layup. Insane, crazy. And then you see the fourth quarter where he's struggling just to get a basic hook shot. Like, that's not pretty. Like, you know, for every highlight you have, like, maybe two All right, but the standard of... you uh, laid out was exciting. Yeah, exciting else. is well, throughout. I, mean, I would say in basketball, in, in basketball, and th- this is a tough one because, you know, basketball and football, to me, it's hard to, to um, you know, kind of judge who's more exciting. You know what I mean? Because basketball, to, it's, it's a faster pace. You know, and so you get to see a lot more happening. Football, certain guys only touch the play the, the ball at certain times in the game. They might not touch it as much. But in basketball, it, to me, it's, it's Steph and LeBron. You know, because Steph, man, the stuff that he does, the the dribbling between people and just turn around and, and, and you know, launch a three-pointer, that's exciting. And then his crossover ability, the way he makes people, uh, you know, fall down at times like he did Chris Paul – like, the guy is fun to watch. And for those listening, LT right now is going through his hand. <laughs> He's mimicking hey. Steph right now. Yeah. I, well, I agree with you. I though. think LeBron is, is, uh, is so exciting because when of – When he turned it on. It's the dimensions of, of the man. You yeah. know, the six foot eight with the straight-ahead speed, the way he covers half the court in two strides is just something we've never seen before. To LT's point, though, like why it's hard in the NFL, I think that's why – Odo Beckham blew up last year because yeah. this is a guy week in, week out who was doing something like, whoa, that's just insane. And plus, he's like a 6'1", 6'2". I'm going to answer the question. Antonio Brown is very exciting. He's really good. Yeah, he is. Really I good. will say, uh, you know who else? And we're not talking about greatness at all, so don't get crazy. Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick reminds me of Vince Young when he was at Texas. Because it was when, – when you see something that you've never seen before, that's, uh, that's saying quite a thing about any professional athlete in the 21st century as long as we've been watching um, watching ball. And Kaepernick and Vince Young both would leave guys, you know, world-class athletes, and make them look like they were walking because of the glide that they have. You know what I mean? Yeah. When Vince Young at Texas, when he scores the national title-winning touchdown against uh, USC and the year before in the Rose Bowl against Michigan, he's run- I mean, it looks like he's out for a Sunday jog, but he is blowing by guys. The, the Bo Jackson run in the kingdom oh, yeah. against the Seahawks, it, it, it boggles the mind that no one puts a hand up. That's an NFL team out there. And then once he clears them and he's up the sideline, Kenny Easley, a world-class defensive back, is chasing him and losing ground to him. Yeah. It's, it's just, you know, sights I, like that or I, something. But, but at quarterback, I, I would lo- love to watch or I like to watch Aaron Rodgers yeah. at any point because he, he's so effortless yet so um, talented and 
to me, he he's head and shoulders above any other quarterback. Oh, I agree. Because the all-around talents that he possessed. And so he's always fun to watch because he, he always seems to be in command. Too. Exactly. He always seems to be in command. Yeah, the guys that are the exciting QBs have to have the element of maybe well, taking off and making you absolutely. pay. And Russell Wilson, him doing the whirling dervish stuff and then killing you with a, a pass 11 seconds into the play is, uh, has got to be debilitating. Russell's another name, obviously, on defense, J.J. Watt. Guy who makes you know game changing plays. Von Miller know. is exciting defensively. More than JJ Watt. I I I love that speed because I've met something I don't possess, I don't so know. I covet it. When I see, see when I see speed like that, it it drops my jaw. But those guys, you know, they they make splash plays, which means you know they they're not making plays every play. A guy like Luke Keekley, mm. he's making plays. He's around the ball every play, and if you yeah. just watch that guy, like it is amazing the way he plays. Yeah, that the wheels on him. I, I, this is a homer call, but Lawrence Timmons is a slept-on yeah, inside linebacker. You talk about wheels and size and intimidation and everything else. All right, we got to wrap it up here, uh, LT, because like we say, you got to go do fancy TV. Best non-sporting event, sporting event Tuesday night. It is the NBA draft lottery. You got the NBA draft. The NFL draft is in contention. Selection Sunday, when they show you where all the teams are bracketed for March Madness. What's the best non-sporting event, sporting event out there? Um, the uh, NCAA uh, bracket show. You like the yeah, Sunday show? I, I like to see Sunday where your show. team winds up. Yeah, absolutely. Tough one to beat. Yeah, it is tough to beat because. I mean, March Madness is so fun, and that's the beginning of it. That's where you see, you know, the matchups, and you start to project what's going to happen. You fill out your little bracket. Absolutely. That's why Thanksgiving is better than Christmas, because it's the very start, you know. <laughs> There's so much promise that lay ahead, you see. That's why people get caught up in Christmas. Don't well, – let's not hurry to Christmas. Let me just enjoy my, my turkey first. Exactly. Then, uh, oh, we have another three or four weeks of uh, office parties. Then we'll get to the, to the Christmas tree and all that jazz. One more thing, and then you go. I want to do something, Ladanian, and you've got the juice that Damashek doesn't around these parts. I want to make this so. This summer, Battle of the NFL Network Stars. That's right. Do you remember what? Battle of the Network yeah. Stars? Yeah. Competition. We do a bunch. We do a series of events. Fifty-yard dash. Ten free throws. Who can throw a football the farthest? And so on. We all do I hit it. A baseball out of the park. Hit a baseball. But we'll 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 you know we'll make the events so that you can you know everybody can do them. But it's it's a team it's a team uh, thing. Yeah. One not one ex player and one non ex player. So for instance, one team could be Ladanian Tomlinson and Dave Damashek. How say <laughs> you, LT? I, I I'll go with it because I know if anyone that's on my team, Dave, we're yeah. gonna win. Are you the best athlete here? Willie McGinnis, Bucky Brooks, well, if, if you, Deion Sanders, yeah, you beat them all. I, I think. Well, here's the thing: Deion obviously played football and, and baseball. Now he he probably has me on baseball, but nobody else in this building is probably is probably a better baseball player than me. Hmm. Now, the thing about it is, Deion is not a better basketball player than me. And so you see, we have you know, you know, we're right there. That the average is out probably to about the same with me and Dion. Um, what about Willie. now, Willie? Now, Willie Keith Evans? Nah, 
Uh, Why are people laughing behind the glass? That's not very nice for Heath. He might listen to this. No. Who wins? What, what if What if you're drafting, LT? You have the first pick, and it's a, the, the football players are the ones drafting the non-football players. Who are you picking from the non-football players? Dan Helley of Total Access? You could pick. No, I'm, pick- and- I'm picking you, Dave. Yeah! What do you think of that, Black Tie? He's just being nice. He knows about grit. LT that's, can that's, identify that's grit. That's saying he's ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true, LT? No, that's not. We're going to do this. Let's do it. You're my pick. Yeah. All right. I love it. Anyway, See? I think I think uh, Willie will pick Dan. You know, they're boys. Let so them think, have yeah. their fancy team. Yeah. Two pretty boys. <laughs> Ladanian and Damashek, though. Ladamashek. I don't know. We'll work on our team name. <laughs> I think we got to make this thing happen, and I'm serious about it too. I've been talking to the to the executives about it, and they seem not completely dismissive of the idea. I really think it would be. Well, fun. that's a good sign. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Usually, that get out of my office. We've told you before, Dave. Please stop coming in here. All right, Ladanian, please go. All right. Go talk about pro football. Go talk about the Flate Gate and exactly. all that stuff. And Ryan's nice talking to you. All right, a pleasure to talk to you. LT could talk about uh, number seventeen. Phil Rivers. Who's a, is that the best 17 black tie? Let's rank that out right now. That's Phil Rivers is the do. best 17 ever. Okay. Doug Williams is the second best. Oh, man, that's a tough one. To well, do he only spot. wore that in D.C. He didn't even wear that in Tampa. Benny Kozar. No, Kozar was uh, 19. He wasn't 17. And now you got Ryan Tannehill. So, um, all right. Oh, you know what we didn't do with uh, Handsome Hank? By the way, he departed. He had to take off. Um, while LT was in there. Now that LT's gone, what about that black guy? He picks me of all the talent. He's just being nice. Like no, that. I don't think he was. Why do you? Why, who's he taking? You know what I like about LT, though? What do you think he's doing? Taking Andrew Siciliano? Who's he taking over me? Please. Uh, Lindsey Rhodes? If Dan Dan, Dan Hanzoos? Please. <laughs> Who do you think he wants? Fair enough. Not, a, not like, you know, best choices, but wow. one thing I like about LT, though, like, he really does know his hoops. It's, it's fun. I'm, you know, start a new uh, hoop show with LT. I know. Yeah. I love it, and I think that is a great idea. I would like to one day reach a position. In fact, I could have done it today. Just never acknowledge any of his uh, his NFL uh, deeds. Just yeah. look at where he is. He's our NBA expert. His name is Ladanian Tomlinson, and just dig into that and never mention football would be fun. Love it. I I don't know if the bosses would like him never being acknowledged as, as, <laughs> as having accomplished anything on the gridiron. Um, we didn't talk about Mad Men. No, we shouldn't because I'm still like five episodes off. And damn shake you're my boy. But if you spoil it for me, the show I've been watching for four or five years is going to get personal. I just feel sad that Don Draper. Was oh, there. don't take get here. <laughs> Let's not do it. It's not going to be good. Podcast. How many episodes are you behind? Like five. Who do you think you are to try and hold the world hostage? Well, you can't do that. I mean, you can talk about it. Just let me know, and I'll put the time marker in the episode. And I'll put well, what kind of down. thing is it? You're five behind. Obviously, you're not dedicated enough to even nope, keep no, up with that's it. That's not true. That's nonsense. That's because I don't watch your so busy schedule. Doesn't you're so busy. You can't, you're, you're a nonsense. month and a half behind? That's Honestly, that's how I like to watch even Game of Thrones. But Game of Thrones I have to watch every Sunday because there's no way that's not getting a spoil. No what about way. What about my battle of the NFL Network stars? I love it. That's a great idea. Good idea, yeah. Um, what about – play, though? I want to get in there. No, you can't play. Oh, come on. You're below the line. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah, well, listen. I think what we should do is create events that anybody can do individually – 
thereby allowing everybody to participate. The only ones that will count for official record will be, well, I mean, internally, it's just, you know, no offense to not you, Black Tie, as a, as a rising star in the sports uh, media, but Sean seated next to you over there, you know, frankly, nobody's going to know who Sean, not, you know, people won't care. Wait, Sean and, wait, LT and Sean did it? No, you know. Not be, like three people care if it's LT and Dave, which is better than. Have you know Sean is the one who's working on the Tyron Matthew video? So I know he's don't the, speak too bad. Of I'm him. not speaking bad of him at all. Spell no. your name or something. Um, but uh, so yeah, if we did that, but I think if you do events like ten free throws, everybody goes out and shoots ten free throws, then you can do that on your own time. You can get it on your cell phone or whatever and 50-yard dash, and so on. Everybody's thing should be something that doesn't require an opponent or a teammate to accomplish with with each of these things. And then we could just have the entire NFL media lineup, one through however whoever's in last place. Although then the person that finishes last would be so humiliated it would be hard to show their face. But we got to do that. We I really want to do that. We'll do Mad Men. I'm going to give you two days, Black Tie. Two days to get caught up, and after that, shame the devil. Because when we come back in here, we're going to do a review. Handsome Hank will have seen it. We'll talk some Game of Thrones and all that. Check, that I right, know buddy? your day consists of doing a podcast and going into execs' offices and floating crazy ideas, yes. but I actually have work to do. I can't just devote five hours of my time between now and Thursday. Two days when there's like playoffs going on and work's going on, workouts, for Mad Men. Watching okay. soccer online endlessly. Well, soccer Let's right not now. act like that, that that you're so consumed with anything other than well, sitting and watching random soccer. Well, that I have to w- watch live. I can't watch. can't put it on DVR. Come on. Before we get out of here, though, let's talk some NFL stuff, please. Ryan Tannehill got a new contract recently. Quickly rank your top five. I know you just did your top ten overall quarterbacks. Let's do your top five uh, young quarterbacks. Well, you know, as far as that list goes, I didn't do it in top 10. We, it it uh, really originated uh, uh, with us talking about it, me, Bucky Brooks, and Elliot Harrison here, whatever that was, a week and a half or two ago. So now we've all generated our individual lists. You can look at them all at NFL.com. These are great fun because, especially when I do it, no one ever disagrees. And so it's really fun to be validated by all the fans. Well, no, wait, people always disagree. I'm sorry. That's what I meant to say. Maybe I got it wrong even. I had Rome. I, I did it in tiers, first of all. Tier one is Aaron Rodgers by himself. Then there's a, a pretty uh, a pretty ni- nice group at tier two, which is Roethlisberger, Brady, Luck, Wilson, um, you know, Phil Rivers, and Cam Newton. Now, Peyton Manning, I Cam's made him in – I love Cam. I've always loved Cam. I've been unwavering like in my support of him. He's a he's got a distinct skill set. He had the greatest rookie season that is fair. in NFL history. That people is. act like uh, you uh, no, RG three had the no, greatest rookie season. I we've had this debate on the show before. RG three had the greatest and Cam rookie Newton season. gets him That's by a whisker. But either way, um, and you know then but Peyton Manning is in is in uh, tier unclear. I put him in, and people got upset about that, but. He's whatever age, 39, 40 years old. He, we don't know. Was he, in fact, really badly injured in December and January? Or is he, in fact, over the hill? We won't know until he starts playing. And by the way, my list is based on going into the season. But the one people really were upset about was Tony Romo at 11. And I think if I really think about that, I should have moved him up a little bit. That's crazy I, talk. Well, I should maybe have had him at, like, 8 or 9. That was probably a mistake. All right, so where's Tannehill in your young QB 
Last young QB, yeah. Luck is one. Okay. Cam is two. Uh, well, no, Cam's okay, not no. young anymore, right? Going to three years? Uh, he's, in fact, in year Yeah, this four? is about to be year four. This is about to be? No. Cause For Cam? Luck. No, this will be year five because Cam beat uh, Luck by a year. Remember, Luck yeah. could have come out. Uh, yeah, Luck just Luck is going into his fourth year, so Cam's going into right, his fifth. Correct. You're right. So what's the standard? Four years is Luck. Uh, Twenty twelve. So from Andrew Luck since Andrew Luck's draft. All right, Luck, and I get you know. Listen, I think it's closer than experts will. A lot of experts will tell you between Luck and Russell Wilson. The argument goes, and it, it really is hard to to go against this. If Andrew Luck were on the Seahawks, would they be any worse? And I, it really, what well, is the answer? Well, they'd be, they, they, would there be any drop off if Andrew Luck had been there, there to be the last? Two my years? question there is that, especially in the passing game, Russell makes a lot of his, a lot of those plays in the passing game just using his feet. Yeah, like, Luck can do that too, though. Yeah, he can do it too. But we've seen Russell do it time and time again. I, I just don't think like. Here's the thing with Russell. People always like discredit what he can do because what he does is not is not typical. And so I was like, well, but he's not the more traditional drop back passer. Well, he has a different skill set, and it's just like with the Warriors, for example, and how they shoot a lot of threes, and people just discredit that because they don't think that's the way you can win. Well, what if you're really good at it? Might be a way you can win. I, I listen. I'm not. I don't poo-poo you as much as a lot of other people would. Russell Wilson. If you put him on the Colts, so then the the other side of that is, well, obviously the Colts, what would they be with Russell Wilson? They'd be a pedestrian team. But are we sure about that? But then he has better receivers. Are we sure that they'd be garbage if (laughs) Russell Wilson had been their QB the last three years? Would they definitely not have been playoff teams? But the fact remains, three straight playoff uh, appearances for the Colts on a very flawed roster. The Seahawks are loaded and have been since Russell Wilson walked in the door. The Colts have a very uh, – they've got an atrocious defense, and they've had some dodgy aspects in their offense. Well, that's the – I mean, that's – The argument there is the Seahawks haven't been loaded on offense and also have played a really tough division. But they are loaded on offense. I know they don't have the pass catchers that you would – that you would. We have Marshawn Lynch and Russell Wilson. And a great offensive line. No, I mean, no, I, I would Seahawks pl- fans say that. Well, we don't have a good offensive line. You guys don't know what having a having a mediocre offensive line looks like. Like you, if you say, think your guy, well, all right, maybe it's not the best O line in the game. Believe me, Okung and and now you know. Listen, that's going to be a major thing that you swap out your center. That is not a small loss, and there are a lot of football insiders that will tell you that's really going to hurt them more than uh, than than apparently the Seahawks think it's going to hurt them. All but, right, so young QBs go luck, Russell. Here's the big thing for Russell Wilson. In this year, year four, they are transitioning. Marshawn Lynch is very likely this is it for him, his last season. And the defense will remain dominant, but clearly you you swap out some uh, some linemen in favor of getting pass catching, not blocking tight end. Jimmy Graham, now they better – Russell Wilson's going to have to shoulder a little bit more of the load. They're not going to be a powerhouse offensive team. I mean, they're not going to be a power running team as much – once you remove those O linemen, so now Russell Wilson's going to have to be more of a passer. We shall see. I mean, you saw that in the Super Bowl too. Like there right, was a well, lot let's, of. I'm, well, let's see him do it over a full season. Let's see what kind of numbers he generates and and so on. Um, I like Tannehill a lot. I think this is a big year for him. I think it's the year for Joe Feldman or a good night. I like that uh, Dolphins team. I don't like them as much as Bucky Brooks does. He thinks they're going to win the AFC East. But Tannehill's for real, and I'm rooting for him. I know Black Tie doesn't like when I say this, 
But we've kibitzed with Ryan Tannehill, and he sh- he showed himself to be a funny, nice, good guy. So I'm going to root for him to do well, even though he has the model wife and and all that kind of stuff, and is now a multimillionaire. So young QB. Let me tell. I'm just trying to. Who am I forgetting? Am I forget? You know who I love as much as anybody, <clears throat> with the exception of Luck, Jameis Winston. That hear me now, believe me later. Jameis Winston is going to be a star, and he's going to be a star from day one. And anybody who was on the fence a year from now will be talking about, well, everybody knew he had the goods. And they will they will ignore their own past remarks about the, their suspicious remarks about him. Hear me now, believe me later. Jameis Winston is going to have a dynamite year. And I say right here and now, Jameis Winston might be, before ever taking a snap, I might have him if I did, because my rankings that you can see at NFL.com run through 14, I think. I think by the end of this year, people will talk about Jameis Winston being in or very close to the top half of the QBs in the NFL. 16, 17-ish. I mean, Better, I mean, I'd rather have him right now than Andy Dalton. It wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, yes, yes, of course. I think. Don't say of course. I, it, I guarantee you, if you polled, I mean, just if you just, polled NFL coaches right now, I bet you it would be a ninety percent choice for Andy Dalton. That is insane. Just, that's why just, when when you say stuff, not you when when if you if I if if a schnook like me says I think Jameis Winston is going to be great. Oh, all the curmudgeons come out of the woodwork. Well, that's because you don't understand things. But really. That's the curmudgeonly perspective. You don't get things. I, I'd rather have a guy you can rely on, and that's how you wind up. Well, that's how with Ryan Fitzpatrick and Matt Castle and Brian Hoyer and all this, these guys with the ceilings on them. Damashek rolls the dice in life and in football. Give me the kid. He's got the higher ceiling. That's exactly. who I want to understand. Exactly, and I think that's why most GMs, unless you're trying to keep your job for this year, would go with the safer choice. That means Andy Dolan. Come on, that's – Definition in the middle of the pack right there. Um, so you go. So Jameis is going to be by the end of this year. He'll be the. Th- well, it's a pretty uh, pretty stacked group all of a sudden with Wilson Luck, and I do think T- Tannehill is going to play really well. I'm gonna. I-, I will say though, Jay. I'll, I'll say that by the year's end, Jameis will be the third best so-called young QB. So right now you have Luck, Wilson, Tannehill, Jameis. Yeah, but am I forgetting anybody? There's Bridgewater's out there. We got to see a little bit more from him before we can render a final verdict there. Um, I don't buy Mariota. Um, not going Mariota. Okay. Um, not Geno. Yeah. Not Glennon. Not RG three. The bridge point. is your number five, right? Or Bortles or Carr? Oh yeah. See, I was, I'm forget. Ah, see, I Who's guys are five. Uh, Derek Carr, I like. Go five. I think Derek Carr goes number five there. Yeah. Go. Lastly, uh, just a quick thoughts here on uh, the Patriots deciding not to appeal the picks and the uh, fine. I think that you know this Kraft Goodell relationship has won out, and as much as people pointed at it in the last handful of days that this is going to do some real damage to Goodell because of the past relationship. In fact, it worked the other way. Friendship has won out once again. They made their peace. They're two, uh, they're two fellas who, who Goodell probably could bend the ear of Kraft. Kraft went to him. Goodell explained the evidence. And I think that that's – why wouldn't they appeal it, bottom line, if Goodell couldn't provide some reasonable explanation to, to Kraft? I don't think Kraft's just going to fall on the sword – 
for the good of the game. Please don't. Hey, Bob, please, just let this go. It's, it's bad for the league. I don't think that works. I think it's got to be, listen, here's what we know. Here's the here's the information, and Kraft just, uh, just accepted it. So you're saying that, or are you saying there's a deal for, like, Brady's suspension to be cut in half, or what do you think? I think the biggest portion of this charge against the Patriots is the Brady suspension. With Goodell personally hearing it, it's going to be awfully hard for him to knock that one down to two or even down to three. But then again, there is a history of Goodell showing a willingness to do that, but I don't think it dropped. I mean, there have been predictions out there. It's going to end up being nothing. I don't see that uh, coming. I think maybe they would take a game off, but I think it's likely that it'll uh, it'll stay at four games when all is said and done there. All Good right, last random question here before we wrap it up. Draft lottery tonight, like you said, here on Tuesday night. Who is the one team that's going to get in the top three that shouldn't be in the top three? I don't know. You're asking me to read a crystal ball. I don't know. Just give it a get random guess. You might be right by the time people listen to this. I just hope that the Lakers I think Miami or Knicks. I, w- I, think, I, think the, I think like college football is better when Notre Dame is good and, uh, you know, NFL football is good when the Cowboys are good, even if you hate those teams. I think it's better when the Lakers and Knicks are good and relevant. I think that's what, that's what you want. The downside is I don't know if I can stomach another 15 years of – the NBA's rigged so that the Lakers got that uh, got that pick or that the Knicks got it like the Patrick Ewing of 85 fiasco. So I'm I'm rude I, I want on one hand I'd like to see the Knicks and Lakers get better for the sake of the NBA. On the other hand, I just don't want to hear conspiracy theories for another 15 years. So I'd like to see how about this? The Lakers should be fourth based on the odds. Right. And the Knicks T-Wolves should, should get one. I I also for the story of it, what the Sixers did here, do we want to see them get rewarded or yeah. not? I think you don't want them to get rewarded. And I feel sad for Minnesota who, you know, they, they – and and Andrew Wiggins specifically. He gets the rookie of the year like we told you he would a year ago. Um, how about if the – What if they get good though? What if, what if, You know, they have some pieces there. And with Wiggins – I would be nice for the T Wolves to emerge here. Hey, they, how about the Cavs they, if they didn't make that trade now? Because they don't—they're playing like they don't need Kevin Love. This is like the Cavs right now is I LeBron know. on the Cavs back in 08-07, Except they have a better roster. They have you know better shooters. You have J.R. Smith instead of like Larry Larry Hughes or whatever his name was. And I mean, if they had Andrew Wiggins, Booby Gibson. If Andrew Wiggins, you could throw out in the lineup of J.R. Shumpert, LeBron, and Kyrie. From one through four, that's that's pretty intense. I think Miami jumps in the top three though. Miami or OKC? How about that? What if OKC jumps in the top three? Ooh! They get harder. They get a hard entire player back. Wow. To me, I like I like Selection Sunday when they show all the teams, like LT said there. I think I think NFL Draft is still number one, but boy, that NBA Draft Lottery is lots of fun. So I'm looking forward to watching that. Hope your team does well with that. And uh, like I say, we'll have a Mad Men review for you maybe we have to break down our qb lists let's see for thursday is bucky around is elliot around we should try to get our proper collective list together maybe we could uh, we could do some of that much who in applesauce awaits and by the way uh do us a favor go over to nfl.com look at the honey badger video there should be two of them is that the way it's going to be one longer one and one very it's be a long version and a short and, version and on 75 now. second one yeah nice yep. 75 second job we do the uh the one minute drill so um be on the uh, lookout for that much obliged all right so listen with all that being said 
We'll talk to you later in the week. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. Let's go see Mad Max! You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.